Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. Brought to you by Aqua Systems and GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, good Saturday afternoon. Like he said, Rich Orris here, and boy, do we have a great show for you today. Uh, you know, with the the storms and the rains and the things we've had going on, and some pretty pretty crazy storm last night. Today, of course, how convenient is basement day? Basements, everything about basements that you want to know. So. We can talk about um, everything you need to know before starting a basement remodel. Um, my on-the-road segment today will be, um, you guessed it, about basements. So it's a story about a repeat client of mine that had some dreaded water issues. That So I went by, and we're going to take care of that for them. And we can talk about everything you need to know prior to remodeling. We can talk about the advantages of remodeling your basement, tips to finding moisture in your basement. You know, so are you thinking about remodeling your basement? Is this something that's maybe been on your list, but you just don't know, you know, where to start? Well, you can start right here, right now today with me. Call in now with any questions about your basement and or the rest of your home. And we can talk about it, Uh, 314-241-9797-866-455-9797. We'd love to help you out today. And, you know, so stick around for all of that information. But also today, halfway through the show, as always, my hack, how to conduct a simple moisture test on concrete floors. So find out if, you know, what type of floor would be best for your basement and, you know, how to know if you're going to have moisture coming up underneath that floor or not. Um, so one more time, today is your day to call in with any questions about your home and or your basement. Um, I'm here. We have the next full hour for you. So we can get in all your questions, stories, comments, concerns, anything going on about your house. 314-241-9797 or from far away, 866 455 9797. And so um, I want to jump right into this on the road segment with Rich because, you know, this is, you know, giving advice, talking to people, trying to be a good advisor. Of course, it's, it's 
everything that I do. It's my day job. It's what I do all day, every day. So, you know, working with Mosby, going around doing these things and, you know, having a lot of clients that we do, you know, basically everything for because we do everything residential. So, you know, got a call uh, last week from a client that, oh, they, you know, bad storms hit. Um, they had a water main break outside. Um, not sure that had anything, you know, any play in the amount of water or not, but basically, you know, had all this water coming in around the foundation walls in their finished basement. And um, so, so I went out to take a look at this and, and while we were kind of examining things, they have a crawl space, you know, split level home. So they have a crawl space on half of the home finished basement on the other half of the home. And, and about 14 years ago, um, we did their kitchen, um, and I was actually the project manager of that that project. So that was 14, 15 years ago, something like that. And when we did the kitchen, we put a crawl space liner into their crawl space, um, and they had a sump pump in there and everything. So as we're looking over, um, you know, I kind of said, it'd really be good just to poke my head in there. I know there's a sump pump in there. I, I know we've got the liner and stuff, but let's see if there's anything going on in there. Let's see how things are working, that sort of thing. And, of course, there was, you know, um, we got in there and there was a bunch of water in there. And the the rubber liner, to, to speak about how well this rubber liner held up that we put in there. So in front of where you I would get into the crawl space, there, there was a puddle of water right there, and there was a couple other puddles here and there, you know, about five feet, you know, round or something. And, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go in and go down to that sump pump and see if I could see what's going on. Obviously, it's not working. It's, you know, something's happening. So so I go to crawl into the crawl space, and the whole rubber liner is literally floating up about three inches, so there was so much water in this crawl space. So obviously the sump pump quit working and everything got drenched stepping in, you know, into this rubber liner and everything, which is okay. But, you know, this is the things that we got to do sometimes in order to really figure out, you know, exactly what's going on with the house. And then, you know, trying to make, you know, good advice, good, you know, educate them on what's happening, offer, offer more or less different things, let them make a good educated decision. So we got to kind of see this stuff and find this stuff out. So basically what, what we figured out went to the breaker box and yeah, the, so the breaker trip, maybe the, the sump pump was getting old and it got a little warm and it was getting overworked. But as soon as we flipped that breaker, went outside, you can totally see that water pumping out so that, you know, they, they had their basement already tore up. Someone came in, took out all the base trim, drilled holes in the walls, in the, you know, toe kicks of the cabinets, and they dried it out real, real good. They've tested it. You know, there's all these companies that do that, that kind of work, and they got it to an acceptable dry level and everything. And so, you know, we're looking at replacing that sump pump in, in that crawl space, um, but, but also doing a better drainage, uh, you know, drainage tile around the whole thing and doing, it's a very big crawl space. So we're going to do a cross like an X in the middle of this thing too, to, to pick up that water and get it where we need it to go, you know, from everywhere, anywhere that it could be coming in. So we did offer 
you know, we were looking and talking at first about, you know, maybe we should do the, the full finished basement too. Um, would have been really a lot more extensive work of taking out walls and framing and breaking out the concrete. It's hard to tell. Did it all come from the crawl space? Did it not? Um, They've made the decision to do the crawl space and to fix everything else for now. And, and they've been there uh, obviously a very long time. We did their kitchen, you know, so we've been doing work for them for probably close to 20 years. So they've been in there more than 20 years. So, so they feel, you know, comfortable that they haven't had water in that basement before just a crawl space. So that's the way that with all the advice they've chosen to handle the situation and get it taken care of. So it will be taken care of and, and fingers crossed. I hope that holds out for them and, and nothing ends up coming in, you know, around the actual finished part of the basement at a later date. And we, and we also kind of think that if some of it was around that basement, part of the theory is it might've just been from that water main break that put so much water, you know, out into the yard of their house also. So it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of theories. That's what we do in the houses a lot is try and analyze and have theories and really educate you to understand what you're up against and then pick, you know, the solution that you think will, will help you the most and, and get what you need. And, and that's, you know, what we're doing and how we're getting through it. And, and also we're on a time crunch a little bit with them. They have a wedding in November. So we're really trying to move fast and get this thing started. And as of course, right now, we all know, the delays and the backups and getting the permits, there will be permits and things like that, the things we're going to take apart drywall and put back um, because of some mold behind the walls and things like that. So there is some areas we will be doing that bathroom cabinet comes out and things like that. But so, so there's a lot to it and and we're, we're going to rush through this, see if we can get it done prior to this November wedding so they can utilize their basement through that and having guests and, and people, you know, coming in and staying and different things like that. So, hey, that's what I do. And that's what I want to do for you here today and every Saturday for everybody. So, again, if you have any questions, if, if you've got any waterproofing questions for me or any stories that you would like to share about what happened in your basement or your waterproofing, things like that, you know, let's educate all the listeners out there. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to uh, give me a shout, 314-241-9797. We're going to take our first break here, and we'll have more about these basements and maybe some tips and things you need to know when we return. at Stewart's American Mortgage has just broken the mold once again. The bagel loan has gotten even better. If you are in the market to purchase a new home, you need to be the most competitive buyer that is out there. It's going to save you money in the long run. And Stewie at Stewart's American Mortgage and the bagel loan has exactly what you need. New home loans at $200,000 or more. Absolutely no closing costs. Now the bagel loan used to be just about no lender fees. He has added in no closing costs on top of that. You cannot beat this deal anywhere 
else. And he told me he's doing closings in as quickly as two weeks. Reach out to Stewie at Stewart's American Mortgage today to secure this opportunity for you. 314-324-4440. That's 314-324-4440. Rates are still ridiculously low. Be the most competitive buyer that you can be with Stewart's American Mortgage. You can call them at 314-324-4440. Find them online at stewartsamc.com and MLS number 226715. You've heard it's a seller's market, and yes, that makes it a great time to sell your home. Hey, it's Mark Cox here, and like every home seller, I want you to sell for the most money with the least stress. That's easy. Just call Gloria Liu with GL International Realty, part of Caldwell Banker Premier Group. Gloria is St. Louis real estate authority with an outstanding team that sells twice as fast for about 3% more money than other realtors. That's about $12,000 more on a $400,000 home. Gloria's unique marketing system showcases your home to her exclusive pool of over 9,000 ready buyers, resulting in increased demand and strong offers. Gloria Lou's sellers love working with her. They gladly refer her to friends because they know Gloria guarantees to sell your home at your agreed to price or she'll buy it herself. Call Gloria Lou at 314-325-6888. That's 314-325-6888 or visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com. Head to the Schnooks in Crestwood on Watson Road this Saturday from 10 to 2. Get your grocery shopping done and hydrate our heroes. Donate a bottle of water to Crestwood police officers and firefighters who will be on-site collecting hydration products. That's this Saturday from 10 to 2 at the Schnooks in Crestwood. Come get inspired and live beautifully with new Karistan carpet from Ambassador Midwest Floor. Now, during Spring National Karistan Month, you'll save up to $1,000 on all Karistan carpet, hardwood, and luxury vinyl. Ambassador Midwest Floor offers the finest selection of Karistan carpet, plus the area's largest display of new Karistan hardwood and waterproof luxury vinyl. Now, save up to $1,000 on all Karistan flooring at our four locations. And experience more at Ambassador Midwest Floor. Hey, natural gas leaks can be very dangerous if you're not careful. If you smell the odor of natural gas, leave it to the professionals to track it down. Warn others and leave the building immediately. Make sure you call your gas company from another location. A tip from your friends at Mango. The Annie Fry Show. And these people have no interest whatsoever in trying to solve the problem. They can help and put a Band-Aid on you continuously, but they're not going to solve the problem. Weekdays, noon to 3 on 97.1 FM Talk. Do you have questions about your home? Call us at 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. All right, here we go. Basement day. Talking everything basements for everybody out there. Hopefully we got a lot of great information coming up. Got my hack after this segment. Starting the next segment is going to be about how to conduct a moisture test on your concrete floors. But for right now, I'm going to go to line one here. We have Trina on the phone with, uh, I think, a story for us. Trina, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Um, So, yes, um, 10 years ago, I purchased this home in North County, uh, an older home from an elderly couple. They were the first like the original owners from 1957 when the house was built. Okay. Um, on the the north side of the house um, has two basement windows. And I don't know if people remember that old pressure wood where people would put like flowers and 
canna lilies on the side of the house where there was old pressure wood on near the side of the house, like maybe two feet away from the foundation of the home. There was two basement windows, but I noticed when I first moved there, um, that area where the pressure wood was at, the area between the pressure wood and the foundation of the house was deeper than the level of the grass, the rest of the grass from where oh. the pressure wood. Yes. Yeah. And so what I, I not a construction worker or anything or anything. I just kind of thought about erosion. So what I did was every, every fall when uh, all the leaves would fall, instead of like giving the leaves to yard waste, I would take all my leaves all the way up through winter. So when my uh, yard would be clean of leaves, I would take all these leaves and put the leaves in that deep area. And so every year for the past 10 years, um, because I don't have money to, like, pay anyone. So every sure. year for the past 10 years, I would fill it up with these leaves. And um, last fall, I filled it up with the leaves. And now the area is, like, level to the grass. And even though my house is the first house on the street and it kind of starts at a hill and goes down, so my yard is not just straight flat right there, it's still I tried to build it up with the leaves. And yeah. now um, it's built up. And now even this fall, when I... um break again i have a whole pile of leaves along the foundation of the house like way tall i don't even pack it down because in the winter all the snow and the rains and all this stuff like what's going on right now today with the hard, heavy rains it'll eventually pack it down and eventually turn into mulch or whatever oh, but sure. to make a long story short the uh basement is old like an old finished basement from like 1970 and there's carpet down there and, and i noticed how it would be moisture at the north end of that house where the two basement windows that where I um, filled up with leaves. So now that I've um, filled up with leaves and then I reseeded my whole yard every year. And last year I reseeded the whole yard and made the, uh, don't cut the grass real low in that area. Yes, and, that's a um, great so idea. Moisture, yeah, make the moisture so it can everything can soak slowly. And then when we have those heavy snows, in the winter, and then all the heavy rains in the spring, all that has prevented water from coming into the foundation of my home. Praise God. I don't have the money to be, like, doing a lot of professional services or anything like that, but I just kind of, I'm a vegetable gardener, and I just kind of thought about science class and erosion and how do you divert water. And, of course, my gutter, there's no, like, I don't have, eventually, I mean, at one time when I didn't know no better when I first bought the house 10 years ago, yeah, water would collect there, and it would look like a little pool. But yeah. I stopped that long time ago. There's that no more water awesome. coming in. Yeah, I mean that's for the people who may not be able to afford. And actually, the big old, the leaves that you put around the foundation of your home, it actually looks very pretty and beautiful. Yeah. Hey, that Trina, that and, is a great story. I really appreciate you listening and calling in with that because yes, there are. You know, like a DIY, what can I do? And, and you know, I talk all the time about how we think about the, the house scientifically. And, you know, it's all about, you know, science and how things work and, and how does moisture move right. and in all of that. Right. And, and, boy, did you come up with a great way to to do what we've been saying forever is keep the water moving at least about 10 feet, if you can, away from your foundation um, and, yes. and getting it out in a way. And so, yeah, that's, 
that's absolutely what a great story and and to yes. get people to think about ways to do this themselves because yeah i agree unfortunately we can't all afford every professional right. services out there at, right. at every time and you yes. know sometimes you got to pick and choose which ones you can or not and things and so that's a great what a great diy yes. little Thank little you. story for us trina i really appreciate the call um and, right and, and that's awesome. So one more, uh-huh. one, one more note. My brother uh, got my gutter, like I guess the downspout, and just kind of cut it a little bit. And then we bought like a long tubing, like one of those spiral tubings. Yeah. So it could like the water can come on out, and then the water comes on out like at this point, at this corner point, at this ninety degree angle where these day lilies are like flowing out of control. And so oh, yeah. in the fall, when the day lilies. Uh, you know, like they die and they go down. I take the leaves, I take leaves and I pile leaves right there too. Yeah. So I build up that area. So I create a sponge around the, the foundation of my home with That's, the leaves. Yeah. Yep. Hey, that, that is a great yeah. idea. I really, really appreciate that. So um, thanks for, thanks for calling in Trina. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Hopefully I'll be able to help somebody who don't have a lot of extra money like me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I definitely, I definitely hope so. Great idea. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. And, you know, and I, and I do, I, I, I know I've probably touched on this a couple of times before, but I did kind of the same sort of theory at, at my house, my, my house before the one I'm in now that, um, you know, I had a, a couple foundation cracks and, and where Trina was kind of talking about where those windows are. Well, that's where you get those common foundation cracks where it'll come off the corner of the window when you cut out through concrete and you have like a window there or something coming through it. Of course, that's the weakest spot. So your your normal shrinkage cracks, things like that happen there. And of course, you know, I had a couple of those by the windows, exactly what Trina was talking about. We We'd get some water in there, and um, so I basically went and in the first couple years living there, and, and kind of re-slope the yard. Use some good clay soil because um, clay will move that that water really well, and it won't soak down as much. And um, basically, did the same thing Trina was talking about: get the water rolling away, sloping the right direction, and not coming down the foundation wall. So got it working and functioning, never had a leak again on those windows for basically about 12 years. And then, of course, when I went to sell the house, they were like, well, you could see the crack and you could see that, you know, 12 years ago, a little bit of water got in. So so I did end up, you know, epoxy injecting those cracks to stop any any future leaks for the new owner down the road. Um, and, and, you know, basically got caught up in my own theory of, you know, I, I really just should have probably, you know, do what you can outside and move that water a hundred percent, do it every time. It's so good for the foundation, for the footings, you know, keep that water away, but think how much money I'd have probably saved if I would have done that epoxy injection with a lifetime warranty it 12 years sooner, you know, I, I'm like, kicking myself going, but I never had water again. And to me, it was like, I, I guess, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I didn't even know I was ever moving. I didn't, you know, why would I even bother with that? So, you know, think about doing some of these things prior to, to a lot of stuff. And, and that way, you know, you might save money in the long run 
of something you'll end up doing later on, 12 years later, knowing it's going to be, you know, quite a bit, you know, more in, in, in 10 or 12 years later. So if you're thinking about your basement, if you're thinking about a basement project, something like that, you know, let's think about the steps and what you need to do and what you should be thinking about. And maybe like my hack will be coming up here, how to test for moisture, you know, start doing some of these things to really find out and know what you can know ahead of time. And then maybe you can go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, do, do a waterproofing system, or I'm going to do these epoxy injections right away. Even though I'm saving for my basement, I might not do it for two or three years, but if I can do some steps and save money sooner, why not, right? Get it done. Think about it. Think about financing to be able to get it done, all of that, because it can save you money in the long run. So we will be back with my hack right after this. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, you heard him. Time for the Right at Home Hack. And so today, how to test your basement for moisture. How to, how to find out if you have moisture underneath your concrete floors. And of course, you know, first thing we always ask ourselves is, why would we do this? Well, if you're thinking of doing anything down there, concrete moisture levels can affect different types of flooring in some negative ways. So the easiest thing to do and figure out is to just simply take a sheet of plastic, cut some 24 by 24 inch squares. Um, and, and you can do this in multiple areas. If you're thinking about different types of floors or different areas of the basement, it's good to do two, three, four of these. Simply duct tape these squares down nice and flat right to your concrete floor Wait about 48 hours, but I would recommend, you know, going down and checking this thing maybe maybe every 12 hours or so because knowing how quickly it comes to would, would help, you know, know how, how much you're getting and how bad. Um, but after the 48 hours, look at that plastic. The first thing you want to do is feel it and see if you see moisture, if you see drips of water in there, find out if they're on top of the plastic or are they underneath the plastic. So if they're on top, that means your humidity level is too high in the entire basement area and need to consider monitoring, getting a dehumidifier um, or getting, you know, um, something to monitor that humidity level in the area so you can know how high it is, when, and everything. If the moisture is on the concrete side of the plastic, then you have moisture vapor and water probably underneath that concrete floor and moisture vapor coming up through the concrete floor. And that can definitely do damage to all sorts of hardwoods. It can cause mold and carpet and things like that. So it, it can help determine the best type of flooring for your basement remodel project and or maybe if you need some sort of sump pump water drainage system to get rid of the water from inside that basement floor. So take the advice before you do your basement. Find out if you've got moisture vapor coming through it. I hope this is helpful to everybody. And if you want to hear this or any of my hacks every week, you can find them all on my social media, Rich Oris Mosby. Search that for Facebook or at Rich Oris for Twitter. I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook Live right now and uh, get back to my regular 97.1 programming here. And um, 
you know, there there is a lot that goes into these basements, you know, prior to doing a remodel like that, I would highly recommend, you know, finding a lot of this stuff out and trying to figure out, you know, what is what's going on in in and what might happen to you in the future. So, again, if you are considering a basement remodel, Call me with your thoughts. Call me with your questions. We can discuss things that you see are happening, you know, maybe inside of of your basement. So 314-241-9797. But right now, let's talk about, you know, what should we be looking for? So like some tips to finding the moisture source, you know, kind of like what I was talking about. You got to walk around, look and think and really, you know, Get into everything. Um, think about everything. So, you know, because a lot of people, if they're seeing moisture, or if they're seeing, you know, things going on, what they don't think about is the humidity level. So, you know, buying an, an electronic, you know, hygrometer to find out the the level of humidity in your home is a great thing to do. If you have multiple floors, I recommend getting one on each level and then you can kind of monitor because controlling humidity inside the home is extremely difficult, people. I'm telling you, and especially with different levels because you could have different levels from the, the second floor to the first floor to the basement. And so you get this, you know, in the winter, you get this you, you run a humidifier on your whole house system and you say, okay, well, I'm going to set this humidifier at, at 50 because, you know, it, it'll probably dry out some. And so that maybe will keep my, my, my level at like 45% or something like that. Well, that, that's not how that thing works. And it's really not, that's just kind of a setting. It's not determining what the relative humidity level or, or putting it at a certain point. It's just either removing it or adding to it. Um, and the ones, the dehumidifiers that do work on, you know, controlling the humidity like that, only do it in that one little small area. So it can change what's happening on the first floor and everything. So monitor each floor and make sure what's going on because you could add enough to make the third, the second floor have the right humidity and it could put your basement way above what it should be. So you need to think about how all that works. Um, You know, testing for water infiltration, looking around, doing that, you know, plastic on the floor, looking around at those cracks, looking for stains of water on the concrete and things like that, and and checking that stuff out and and really examining that house for moisture, kind of like I was talking about with my on the road segment is, you know, let's, let's take the door you know, get a screwdriver, let's take the door off this crawl space opening and see what's going on. And lo and behold, we're looking at a lake, you know, so look at all of the areas, check out everything that you can see. And then another thing people miss out on is plumbing. Check the plumbing. Look for those pinholes in the old cast iron lines. Look for, you know, leaks coming in around the plumbing, around the where it goes through the floor, stuff like that, because that's where, you know, a lot of those leaks can come from also in adding moisture and humidity and everything into that basement. So think about all these areas, um, you know, before you do any of that. So we're going to jump into the phones here. We got Chris on the line. So let's see what he has going on. Chris, what do you got going for us? 
Hey, this is actually a basement question, but I had yeah. to start with telling you, like 10 years ago, we did a second story addition to our house and the contractor in order to get a jump on it, he cut the eaves off the house. Well, we got a heavy rain and we actually got water down into our basement oh. and it was behind <laughs> the walls and stuff. Well, I'm doing a, a basement remodel now and I just want to know there's, you know, vapor barrier and insulation there. I still had water or dampness behind that, you know, in that insulation. And I don't know if it would possibly from that 10 years ago or if I might have something else going on. Um, so I would definitely say you probably have something else going on as far as, you know, moisture coming in around somewhere. Because if, if you've got, you know, if there was a one-time occurrence like that and it was truly a one-time occurrence that, you know, these eaves got cut off and a bunch of water came around, I would certainly think in 10 years that insulation would dry itself out. Yeah, um, I kind of you know. thought so, too. I didn't I didn't see any other evidence of any other cracks or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And the one crack that we did find, we did have um, somebody come out and repair that. Um, but it was very small, and it was on the opposite side of the house. Okay. Um, but it's just this just one area here. I know that it got wet, but it just I can't believe we just had moisture there. That's all. Yeah. So, and you, did you say there's a vapor barrier? There was. Yeah, I that took wall? that all down. Yeah, so, I'm putting up the InsoFast. I don't know if you ever used that before. Um, uh, it oh. has the insulation and studs built into it already. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a great product. Um, I mean, it's easy to go up and everything. And it's been great. Um, I just didn't know if I'd have any, you know, uh, any kind of problems later on down the road with water. So here's what I would definitely consider with that. And, and, and one question for you to kind of help figure out this theory. When when the vapor barrier was on the wall, was it a two-by-four, so it was a two by four, like wood stud wall with insulation yep, in yep, it? Yeah, it was. Yep, yep. Was the, was the vapor barrier on the backside towards the concrete and behind the insulation, no. or was it between the drywall and the studs? It was between the drywall and the studs. Okay, so basically you, you've you got, you know, basically exactly what I've been talking about. Moisture vapor is what you have going right. on. Um, and, right. And you do not want to put a vapor barrier between the drywall and, and the insulation and the studs and all of that. In, in, okay. In, in a home, first floor, second floor, third floor, all that stuff, we never, in our climate in St. Louis, we never put a vapor barrier in a wall anywhere inside outside anything like that Um, okay it's just not good for the st louis climate down in your basement you can do a vapor barrier and some people recommend it Um, so basically what you want to do though if you decide to do that is you want to put it onto the concrete you want it behind the studs and behind the insulation so that it's basically taking that that moisture and putting it down like to the floor. So if you have a sump pump that comes up your wall and, and water running down the wall will get to the sump pump, that's not a bad theory. If you do right. not, my personal theory is don't put anything and let the wall dry out and let the moisture vapors come and go as much as they can. And that'll, right. that'll at least, you know, because... What could happen if you put the system in and you put a vapor barrier against the concrete is all that water will, you know, 
it'll condensate. It'll run down to the bottom. It'll run across your floor, and you'll start seeing stains on your base trim okay. a little bit and stuff well, this, like that. This system doesn't use a vapor barrier. It just goes up against the wall. It's, it has adhesive to hold up against the wall, and it okay. has channels on the back side that would probably allow that airflow to even you know keep that dried out. Yes. So, so I, if it were me, I would not put that that vapor barrier. Yeah. If it, if you yep. cannot tuck it into a sump pump system, you know, right. or something okay. like that, and give that water someplace to go. So, yeah, that's. I'm pretty positive that's what you got going on. Okay. Well, All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hey, thank no, you. No problem. Hey, thanks for the call. That was awesome and a great question. We get you know all the time, and we talk about you know, those, those vapor barriers and, and stuff all the time when we talk about the siding and the flashing and the, the water running off. And you got to think about that same thing happening behind those basement walls. So let's think about that some more. We're going to get into our final break here, and we'll get into some of that a little bit more when we return right after these messages. Do you have questions about your home? Call us at 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. All right, here we are, and here we go. Last segment of the day. Everything, like I say all the time, flying through, moving fast. So, you know, we just had a great question about, you know, wet basement, wet insulation, tearing out the basement, you know, love to help you out. Love to help everybody out like I do all week long with Mosby Building Arts. And, you know, I just want to let everyone know, you know, this is what we do. We come out. We see these things. We look at these things. We've got like 14 people that do what I do. Um, so we can come out and look at anything residential for you. I invite you to give us a call, um, check out our website, whatever, find out about us and, you know, have us out and just have that good conversation. So you can reach us at 314-909-1800. You can see us on our website at callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y. And, you know, you want further education, are you thinking about a kitchen? Then check out our next upcoming kitchen webinar 10 steps to a successful kitchen remodel that will be july 21st at 11 30 a.m you can go to mosbybuildingarts.com forward slash seminars and check it out see what they're going to do get registered for it we, we love to have a head count and know everything that's going on so definitely check that out if you're interested in a kitchen or just learning anything about us you know um even if you're thinking about something else or outside or a bathroom, these webinars are great and you can get in on the conversations of them. We love to educate everybody just like we're doing right here today. And, you know, some of the other things that we have going, we are still hiring. Obviously, you know, we talk all the time about labor shortages and, you know, trying to keep good people and hire good people. And so if you are looking for, you know, the best remodeling company in St. Louis to work for, we have, we have nominated ourselves by our over 100 employee, you know, team, basically answering questions and talking about 
how great we are, how much we love it, what we do. So we are one of the top workplaces in St. Louis every year, and it is absolutely true. It's why I've been here uh, right about 20 years now, coming up on 20 years. So join our team, whether you do remodeling, whether you do, you know, home consulting sales, whether you do, you know, no matter what you do, designing, we're, we're still looking for an architect, another licensed architect. We're, we're looking for everything. If you do drafting, anything like that, check us out. Go to our website. Look at the careers tab in our website. You will absolutely love everything about us that way also. Um, you know, so come have fun and work for a great place like I do. You'll love it. Um, so now getting back to you know, a little bit of information on the basements here. So like what, what should we think about prior to, you know, starting a basement job? You know, you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna finish this basement. So what are the things that you should think about? You know, you're, you're dream, you're creating this dream space. Um, but there's some crucial steps in basement remodel that absolutely must be be addressed. Um, and, and one of the top ones, obviously, is is building to code. You want to make sure you understand, you know, what the local mun- municipalities make you do as far as required egress. Um, some, you know, years it had been only if you put a basement, you know, a bedroom in your basement, do you need to have egress out of it? Well, now we're getting to the point where Almost all of them are saying, even if you finish it at all, you need to put in an egress. Um, when we do room additions now in most municipalities, they make us install that egress. And think about that because if you have a full basement on a room addition or when building a new house, you're building a brand new house. Now they're just putting these egresses in because that is the the, the cheapest time to do it. The most cost-effective time to put in an egress um, to, to do, um, all sorts of systems like that. When you build new, it's absolutely the time to do that. So of course, what have we been talking about all day? Keeping it dry. You absolutely have to think about keeping that basement dry. Think about, you know, epoxy in those cracks, testing for the moisture. If you don't have a sump pump, think about going ahead and putting one in because, you know, this work is costly and you just don't want to flood it. And you could literally live somewhere for 10 years, never have a drop of water. And then all of a sudden, bam, it just hits you like that. Uh, my client I talked about with, with my segment, you know, 14 years, they've had literally nothing. And we did this liner and all this great stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, something goes wrong and it happens. So think about protection. Think about all that stuff. And then as you start to look at the actual basement, you know, make it comfortable for yourself. You know, think about they're, they're notoriously cool. So think about your, your HVAC, how it works, making sure it's, it's correct. Think about insulating where you need to, you know, vapor barriers, will they work or not? Just like we were talking about with Chris, what's the best thing for you? It's great to talk to people that understand that that level of stuff scientifically and then the fun part begins designing that basement you know creating how big is it what's it going to be what are you using it for entertainment 
Do you need more space for a bedroom? You know, pinball machines, shuffleboard. Um, me and my family was just talking about shuffleboard last night that um, we have a spot in our basement full, perfect for a shuffleboard um, table down there. But, you know, th they are costly. I mean, just like Trina was talking about, we can't always afford everything that we've ever wanted. And, man, I would I would love a really good one. But they I've shopped, and, and they are definitely costly, and you're kind of weighing, you know, how much do you use it and stuff. So, but think about all those fun things, craft room, all that stuff. So, and, and then call Mosby for everything that you need. So, hey, I had a great time, great calls, great information. Next week, I'll have sales consultant Kevin Marler on with me. So we will talk about more about how great everything is. Hey, have a good week, and I'll talk to you all next Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.